0: Welcome to the NLP Talks podcast, bringing you inspirational stories along with a good dose of potentially life-changing NLP strategies. I'm Laura Evans, multi-award winning NLP trainer, and I'm on a mission to help you unleash your potential in business and life. I'm so glad you're here. Pull up a chair, listen in, and let's get started on revealing more about this transformational NLP toolkit. Hey, how are you doing? I hope you're safe and well. Welcome to the NLP Talks podcast. I am, of course, Laura Evans, your host, and I can't wait today to reveal today's deep dive session into money mindset. I am, of course, the founder of Initial Potential, our NLP training company, and I get asked quite a lot, Laura, can NLP help me with my money mindset? And the answer for that is Yes. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about the top three money blocks, how you can overcome them, and we're going to do a couple of exercises at the end of the show. So grab yourself a pen, a piece of paper, because it's going to be some things you're going to want to write down, a nice hot cup of tea or whatever it is you fancy, and let's get started looking at your money mindset and what we can do to help you create more wealth and abundance in your life. So let's start at the very beginning because it's a very good place to start as the saying goes. What is money and what is our pursuit of wanting more? Now, money, if you Google it, simply has a definition that circles around the idea that money is a medium of exchange, or more specifically, economic exchange. Now, if you go back through history, which I find fascinating, there are various different objects or forms that people have used over the years to exchange value, So um, right back um, in ancient Egyptian times, grain was used to transfer wealth. So um, between one person and another, you would pay your debt or you would transfer wealth in terms of backs of grains. People have even used feathers and teeth to store wealth in the past. Um, Gold and silver much more um, recently. And of course, now cash or money, as we know. Now, I Google the Bank of England and they say that 96% in the UK of money is held electronically. So it doesn't even physically exist. Yet for generations, there has been this pursuit of wealth and money. But you have to start this conversation by having a think about why. Why do we have a fascination of wanting more money? What is it that money is going to get for you even if you had more? And what does more even mean? One pence more here in the UK is more money. But is that really what you want? In this episode, I'm going to take a deep dive into the three main blocks And one of them is the lack of a money-related or wealth-related goal. Now, before we get into that, what is it then that gets in the way of us having more? For some of us, we have money self-sabotage strategies that perhaps we have created in the past, past experiences around money, perhaps where we've not had enough. And every time we've not had enough, we maybe have got stressed or worried about that. And of course, our mind is recording these responses all the time. And it's therefore not a surprise that then when we go from perhaps being children to becoming adults, that our mind automatically relates money to various different things. Some people want easy money and they're looking for the get rich quick schemes because for them they just want the easy route. Others, my grandparents particularly, were hoarders of money. We always had to be, were encouraged to save for a rainy day but what if that rainy day never comes? But you've denied your opportunity to actually live a meaningful life and do the things that you want because one day, Laura, you might need that pot from a rainy day. Some of us have fears about money, fears about not having enough of it, fears about not being able to pay our taxes and ending up in prison. And, you know, there are all sorts of emotions that are attached to money for a lot of us. Perhaps it's a case of you're looking at your parents or grandparents and you're worried about what money did to them and you don't want that to happen to you. I remember being told a story a long time ago about a guy that had issues with money and actually he'd seen what a pursuit of money had done to his dad and he didn't want that to happen to him. He saw his dad lose his loss of joy for life, and he didn't want to be like his parents. So that was a fear that he had. There is also this part of belief and whether you believe that you are worth more money, whether you believe um, that that is um, something that you should even pursue. There are generational beliefs, uh, community beliefs, kind of to do with where people are brought up on. And you pick up all of these beliefs. The challenge, though, for you and your money mindset is you needing to identify which are the money blocks for you and learning how to deal with them, ideally at the unconscious level like we do with NLP. We have got to work towards training our brain to relax into the flow of money. You want to be in a space where money flows to you, through you, and away from you. I was told many years ago, Money is simply energy and now is never more true than ever, given most of money is actually not even a physical thing anymore. It's just electronic. It's on our banking apps. And so we have to find a way to find ease and joy around money in our lives um, so that we can attract more. I hope you're enjoying this episode already. I've got so much in store for you. But right now, I want you to get a pen and a piece of paper. So if you have to pause the episode, then do that now and grab yourself a pen and a piece of paper. Now, assuming you've done that, then I'm going to ask you to write out three very simple statements. Grab your pen and a piece of paper and write money is dot, dot, dot and fill in the blank. Money is dot, dot, dot and fill in the blank. Moving on, you can pause the audio, of course, whenever you wish. The second question I want you to answer is this, my relationship with money is dot, dot, dot. So, my relationship with money is dot, 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 and fill in that blank. What is your relationship with money? And the third thing I want you to write down is money makes me feel dot, 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 fill the blank in money makes me feel dot, dot, dot and fill in that blank. So if you followed my instructions, which I hope you have, you should in front of you now have a piece of paper written down with money is and you filled that blank in. My relationship with money is and you filled that blank in and money makes me feel and you fill that blank in. And when you have done that, just put that piece of paper to one side as we start to go deeper into the money mindset that you have and what you could be doing in order to help you move forward with your money mindset. Now, the first thing that you have got to get really clear on if you want to create more wealth and have more abundance and more money in your life is for what purpose do you want it? Honestly, because if your goal is just to hoard it for a rainy day, then really, I'm not saying for a second you shouldn't save. I'm not saying for a second you shouldn't have a cash buffer behind you. But if your life's objective around money is just to earn more so that you can hoard it, I challenge whether that's actually a really good use of your time. Because you'll be like the guy I was talking about earlier, where you're just working harder and harder and harder to get more and more money but for what? Think long and hard about for what purpose you want more money. And this leads us nicely into the first block, because the first block that most people have about money is a lack of focus and a lack of a goal around money. When you think about your goal about money, where is your focus? In NLP, we've got a saying that where your focus goes That's where things start to happen. I think it was Tony Robbins that coined the phrase or I could have misaccredited someone where money goes, energy flows. Because if your focus around money is on scarcity, then your approach to money will be very different to the next person that has more of what I would call an abundance mindset that kind of phrase is overused. What do I really mean by that? Well, this is people that have see opportunity. They look for how could I make more money? They look at possibility. They look at a way. They find a way. And they're also really clear on for what purpose they want it. Are they earning more money because they want three holidays a year? Are they wanting that money to pay off their mortgage? Are they wanting that money so that they can have a wonderful lifestyle? Whatever that means to you. I always remember someone telling me years ago that Laura, your goal should be to be financially free. But what does that even mean? Financially free from what? That in my head gives me analogy of the fact that well by default, does that mean I'm currently trapped? Do I need to run away from it? I mean, that's clearly not what they meant. But what does even financially free mean? Does that mean for you not having a mortgage? Does that mean for you having invested all your money? Does that for you mean that you have investments like property or some other revenue stream? It's fascinating to get into. But I promise you, from a mindset perspective, and listen, that's what this podcast is all about, you need to get clear on your focus and what you want. You need to have a specific goal. Because if you haven't got your finances, money, or wealth where you want it to be, I'd hazard a guess that's because you haven't got a specific goal. And as I said earlier, this isn't about, I want more money, Laura. What exactly does that mean? One pence more? 10 pounds more, 100 pounds more, 1,000 pounds more, 10,000 pounds, a million pounds more. But you need to get really, really clear. You may have, in the past on this podcast, heard me talk about the five principles to success. These were created by Tad James many, many years ago now, where he looked around at the successful people, and he knew that there were some themes across all these various success models that exist. But the first thing that all the models shared was this need to have a specific goal. Now, there is a piece of research around the unconscious mind. And if you're a regular listener of this podcast, you'll be very familiar with that term. And if you're not, go back and listen to some of the episodes earlier. But essentially, Freud described the mind in two parts, the conscious logical thinking mind, and the unconscious mind, which is much more the supercomputer where your patterns of behavior, values and beliefs all sit, which is what I'm all about. And The Reticulator Activating System, or RAS as it's referred to, basically means that your unconscious mind is always looking for a match if it has a goal and if that goal is written in a way that works for the unconscious mind. And that's how we teach goal setting in NLP. And I promise you, every single goal that I've written in this way really, really, really has come to fruition. In fact, some surprising and wonderful ways but this RAS, this reticulator activating system basically means that if your unconscious mind has a goal and it's faced with option A or option B, it will unconsciously and automatically pick the option that is likely to help you to achieve your goal that little bit quicker. It's the closer match to the goal. But that does require you to have written the goal in line with what we call an NLP, the keys to achievable outcome. There are a number of steps that we go through, but the number one thing at the top of the list is getting specific about what you actually want, not what you don't want, but what you actually want. You see, so many people's focus is not on what they want, which sounds bizarre, but it's so true. In the case of money, you'll hear someone say, you know, when you say, some what's your goal about money? Well, I just don't want to be broke. Well, if you're talking about not wanting to be broke, you're focused on the very thing that you don't want to happen. And that is that you've got no money. Instead, you need to flip it and go, okay, well, you don't want to be broke. So what do you want to be? Well, I want to be wealthy. I want to have a comfortable lifestyle. I want to be able to afford the nice things in life. Okay. And what specifically do you mean by that? Like put specific numbers around it, specific timeframes around it. And one of the exercises that we're going to do at the very end of the podcast, I'm going to have you visualize what it would be like to achieve this money goal that you want. I'm going to get you to look at what will you see, hear, feel, what will be going on for you if this money goal that you're going to create actually comes to fruition. You see, the other thing about your unconscious mind is it doesn't do detail. So your unconscious mind doesn't do profit and loss accounts. Your unconscious mind doesn't do in and outgoings your unconscious mind is symbolic. So what we have to do is paint a picture for it of what your life will be like if you have the things that you want around money. You then have to put effort and energy into this goal. You need to put effort into it every single day though some people have all sorts of ways and means of putting effort and focus. I remember someone telling me once, Laura, if you have a financial figure in mind, let's say £10,000, change your passwords on your phones and your laptops so that you're consciously tapping in this number unconsciously and multiple times every single day. I thought that was a great hack because again, that's an automatic process and a habit that you're going to form. Um, around some of that. That's certainly going to help you more so than some of the self-sabotage strategies you might currently be running when it comes to money. What you think and feel about money is really, really important. I had you write down earlier: money is, and I had you write down some words, and this nicely leads us into block number two. And block number two is what do you feel when you consider money? So when you wrote down the question, money is, if you wrote down money is frustrating, it's scarce, I money is fear for me, it's money is about opportunity for me, possibility, money is, uh, however you write that down. These are all feelings that I've just described to you. And if you're into manifestation, what you'll know is that what you feel you attract. In NLP, we have a belief that there are no unresourceful people, only unresourceful emotional states. And given money is really only energy, if you can get your emotions into a better place around money, then this is going to help you on your money mindset journey. If you are focused on money being scarce, money is frustrating, money is worry, money is difficult... Money is about scarcity. Money is about having nothing. If that's where your focus is, that's not what I would refer to an NLP as a resourceful state. So we've got to flip that. No, I'm not saying you should deny how you feel. If that is how you feel, then you need to take steps to address that. Just telling yourself all of a sudden that money is about possibility um, might not be that simple for you. But you do need to start to pay attention to your emotions and how you feel around money. You see, fear often paralyzes people it stops people taking action it means that those people that believe they're not enough or they're not worthy or they're not um you know they're not enough these feelings that people have get in the way as i said earlier what you focus on grows so if you're worried about money then the worry could possibly continue to grow now i'm not saying you should throw caution to the wind as i said earlier but actually how could you start to feel differently about money. If money is just energy and money is just a resource, we started off the show talking about the fact that money is simply just a medium of exchange, then could you change how you talk to yourself and how you feel about money? Earlier on in the show, you wrote down money makes me feel and you've written some words down there. If they're not resourceful feelings, then we need to start to get you to shift. Money is a resource just like learning and just like decision making and maybe part of what you need to do is make the decision that it's time to change, that it's time to start to look at money from a different perspective. Gratitude is something that I think is hugely powerful for the very reasons I've been discussing that what you focus on grows and if you focus on being grateful for things in your life that feels amazing. It feels so much better and brings you feelings of joy and optimism and opportunity. Now, I'm not saying just being grateful and having a practice of gratitude is going to all of a sudden miraculously materialise money in your bank account. But you see, the thing is this, if you want more money in your bank account, just think about what needs to happen for that to be the case. For that to be the case, you need to change your behaviour. And if you need to change your behavior, that means that you need to go back a step further and think about your thinking and what you're feeling and what actions you're taking in relation to money. If you're trained in NLP with myself or another ABNLP qualified trainer, you will know about the NLP communication model. And that simply put allows us to reverse engineer how the mind works. So if you're not getting what you want in any area of your life, That is down to your behaviour. That is about what you're thinking, feeling and doing, the actions that you're taking. So you want more money in your bank account? Okay, that means that we need to reverse engineer for you. Where is the problem? Is it about your feelings and emotions? Is it about your beliefs? Is it about your strategies that you're running or patterns of behaviour that you're running unconsciously? And if we can change these, we can ultimately change your behaviour. And if we can change that, then we can start to make some progress in relation to your money mindset. Now, okay, maybe things might not be the way you want right now, but that doesn't mean to say that you can't be grateful for what you have. You could, for example, start to use some mantras or affirmations around the fact that you're happy and grateful for what you have now and you're ready for more. Just try that out now, either out loud or in your head and just repeat after me. I'm happy and grateful for what I have now and I'm ready for more. I'm happy and grateful for what I have now and I'm ready for more. I'm happy and grateful for what I have now and I'm ready for more. Notice how that feels as you're saying that in your mind or as you're saying that out loud. You can absolutely be grateful for everything that you currently have and make the decision that you're ready for more. This is about moving your focus from scarcity to wanting and being able and ready for more. Block number three are your beliefs around money. So many people have limiting beliefs about money. There is a difference between I can't make money and I don't have money. I can't make money is a belief that you might hold about yourself that disempowers you or holds you back. That's the definition of a limiting belief in NLP. And if you believe you can't make money, then clearly that's going to impact your ability to make money. I can't make money is the limitation. I don't have money could well be your reality. But until we change the limiting belief that sits in front of that, that you can't make it, then we're not going to be able to change the reality that you currently experience. What you believe about your ability to make, attract and have money will play a massive part in your reality when it comes to money. I've met many people over the years that have had limiting beliefs of I don't deserve, I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy, and I can't, and insert whatever words you like. But the worthy one when it comes to money is particularly important. If you don't see value in yourself, your talents, and your skills, then no one else will. If you believe I'm not worthy, that is going to hold you back. And I can tell you that having trained thousands of people in NLP... When you st- start to believe that you are worthy and you start to believe that you do deserve money, if you do believe that you have talents and skills that people are happy to exchange for money, then your world will start to change. Whether you run your own business or you're an employee of another organization, your perspectives on your self worth are absolutely critical. Remember, go back to the definition of money. It's just a medium of exchange. If you're an employee working for another company, you are exchanging your time for money. If you want to earn more money, then you have to believe that your talents and skills are worth more. That might be because you go and acquire new technical skills to do your job, Or it might be as simple as sorting out your mindset, that you do believe you're capable, that you do believe you're worth it, that you do believe you deserve that promotion, that you do believe that you're capable. So many people stop themselves going for jobs because they just don't believe in themselves. I remember coaching a lady once that was going for promotion and I remember her sat in front of me saying, but Laura, I'm sure there's someone out there better for the job than me. I don't want to put my head above the parapet. I'll just sit here and carry on. That lady had a real lack of joy in her life and she hadn't got clear on why she even wanted the promotion. I knew she was capable and I believed in her and held her hand as we went through the coaching process to help her change the way she thought about herself, her feelings about herself. And she went and got the promotion when it next came up. And she said to me afterwards, Laura, I can't believe how easy that was. That's the difference that mindset makes in terms of your money. So for many of you listening to the podcast, more money and a money mindset centers around your confidence, around your ability to get promotions, to go for bigger jobs, to get bigger salaries. You see, there are the same 24 hours in every single day for every single human being on this planet. The question is, what price do you put on an hour of your time? When I first became a coach, I gave the figure of £100 per hour to my time, that is what I believed my time was worth. Many people asked me whether I would be prepared to work for less than that and my answer was I would really love to help you but that's my rate and that is what I think I'm worth and I know I can deliver way more value for you than that. Now I charge substantially more than that now, but that's how I valued my time at that point. Now even if you're not running your own business and your salary, do you still have a value for a unit of your time? And when you're an employee, you exchange time for money. So for you, this is going to centre around your ability and your, be- your beliefs, rather, about your ability um, and your ability to make that step up. Now, if you're self-employed listening to this podcast episode, then of course you can charge whatever you like for your services. But I suspect, like most of the delegates I have on my courses in NLP, you're probably not charging what you're really worth. You see, here's the thing. You know, when you go out there into the marketplace and you look at other people that do what you do and you look at what they're capable of and what they're charging, and you sit there and think to yourself, oh my goodness, who would pay that much for that? And you know in your heart of hearts that you're better at what they do than they are. Then the only difference between you and them, all things being equal, of course, is mindset. Let's talk specifically for a moment about. People that are business owners and self-employed, because if you're listening to this, you might be a coach running your own business or run a business of some other description. But two blocks in addition that particularly are relevant for business owners are where you suffer with burnout and overwhelm and when you have the wrong types of clients in your business. Burnout and overwhelm is a very real issue for everybody. But in the context of money mindset, if you're a business owner and you are frazzled and you are overwhelmed, then you are going to have your head down. You're going to be buried in the doing of your business. And if you're burnt out, you can't think clearly anymore. There might be a business opportunity hidden in plain sight, right under your nose right now that could help you make more money, charge more for your time and generate more wealth for you. But you just can't see how to create it because you're burnt out and overwhelmed. So, one of the things I find when I work with coaches is helping them to take a step back and to look up for opportunity in their business. I spend a lot of time changing them, helping them change the way they feel about money, their business, especially if they're overwhelmed. And when they say, Laura, I don't know if I can do this anymore, I'm ready to hand the towel in. I went, whoa, stop. Let's look for opportunity. The second type of block, particularly for business owners and coaches, is around when people attract the wrong type of clients. I was working with a coach not that long ago who was like, Laura, I'm so busy. I'm overwhelmed. I'm burnt out. And when I asked her how much she was charging for all this coaching she was doing, she said, well, I'm not. I said, sorry? She said, well, I'm not, I've just learned a new skill and so I'm giving it away for free because I want to help people and I want to road test this tool. The thing is, that's going to attract the wrong type of people to your business. You want people that value you, your time and your services. And if you've got yourself into a spiral of just being busy, but actually not being busy doing things that make money, then you have to stop and ask yourself the question, Um, Is there something that I can do differently? And I'm going to guess there probably is. Now, I could talk at length about money and money mindset. And today I wanted to give you the opportunity to really start to challenge yourself about money. Now, I've given you some ideas and some things you can already do to shift your money mindset. But if you're really serious about sorting out your money mindset, then you need a really good quality NLP coach or NLP practitioner course to help you. Because you need to get underneath the skin of these past experiences which are holding you back. These beliefs that are limiting you. These money patterns and strategies that you run, some self-sabotage strategy. I remember talking to a man once. And I said to him, what's your belief about money? And he said, oh, too much money makes you a bad person. And I was like, really? When did you decide that? And he looked at me and he said, that's a really good question. I don't know when I decided that. And I said, well, I wonder, what were you deciding before then? Well, I had no view on it. Wouldn't it help your money mindset if you didn't believe that money made people bad? I mean, listen, any resource people can misuse. But money isn't a thing. It's just energy. It's just, for most of us, a digit on a screen on a computer. But yeah, I just think it's fascinating when you start to get under that. If you've got fears or you've got, you know, mentalities around money that are holding you back, the chances are these are automatic unconscious processes and we need to work with your unconscious mind to really help you fix them. I remember I had an NLP. Oh, excuse, the dog just woke up. Shh, they don't want to hear from you. Sorry. Um, I remember a guy I had on a course, oh, years ago now, and he walked in on day one of his NLP practitioner course like a rabbit in the headlights. I had no idea at the time, but it later came to light that he just employed his first member of staff in his business, and in order to pay her, he'd used his credit card. That was how bad his money situation was. And he did all three courses with me. He did his NLP practitioner course, his coach course, and then his master Pratt course. And I remember talking to him about his money mindset at the end. And he said, Laura, do you know what? I don't even worry about it anymore. I know my mindset is straight. He said, I know I've got rid of the baggage from the past. He said, my emotions around money are completely different. He said, I trust myself. I trust my ability. I know I'm worth more and I charge more. And he said, and it's a combination of all of those things that has led to me sorting out my money mindset. And I'm sure it will be a combination of all those things for you too. So I promised you two exercises before the end of this podcast episode, and I don't want to let you down. So here are the two exercises. The first one is I want you to use this as an opportunity to really start to think about where your money mindset is at right now. Now, we started looking at that at the very beginning of this episode, but I want to ask your unconscious minds to give you a metaphor. Now, in a moment, not yet, I'm going to ask you to close your eyes. And when you do, I'm going to ask your unconscious mind to give you a metaphor for how you think about, feel about, and are around many right now. Perhaps, I don't know, you're what I might refer to like a metaphor like a trapped tiger. So you've got the strength, you've got the determination, but you're feeling a bit trapped. Maybe like the weather here today, we're in the middle of a storm here in Wales. You know, one minute it's pouring down with rain and it's windy and the weather is awful. And the next minute the sun comes out. And right now, if I look out my office window, I can see a beautiful red sunset sky. So maybe money for you is a bit like feast and famine. It's a lot of money sometimes and not a lot the next. Maybe, perhaps, money for you. The metaphor is about an infinite flow of energy, like the infinite running of the water in the stream. I always love walking my rosy dog, who you heard earlier, in the woods. And there's a beautiful stream not far from where I live. And I love the fact that that water just runs continuously. I love the sound of water. And of course, there are all sorts of other metaphors that you could use. Now, If it is not safe to do so, please stop the podcast now and come back and do these exercises at a later date. So if you're operating machinery, driving a car, or there's any risk to you whatsoever with you uh, closing your eyes and doing this exercise, please refrain from doing it and come back later. Assuming that you have decided that you're in a safe place and you're able to do this, I'd like you now to close your eyes. And I'd like you to ask your unconscious mind to give you a metaphor right now for your relationship with money, your view of money, how you feel and think about money. And just think for you right now what is that metaphor that best represents your current relationship with money? And as soon as you have got that metaphor, then I'd like you to clear your screen and open your eyes. Now, if that metaphor that you've just had is wonderful and it feels great, then, oh my goodness, I would hug you if you were here in the office because so few people have that. Most people, and I want you to know you're not on your own if you had a metaphor that in some way felt limiting or felt like you were holding yourself back. That is quite normal. And that, I guess, is why you were here for this podcast in the first place. Now, that's enough of the current situation. Let's start moving on to have a think about what your relationship with money could be like in the future. Now, the great thing about your unconscious mind is it struggles to tell the difference between reality and fantasy. And we can use this to our advantage. If you talk to any elite athlete, they will tell you that when it comes to running their marathon or running their sprint or whatever their sport is, they will have spent hour upon hour upon hour visualising the success which they would like to have in their life. They imagine themselves crossing the finish line. They imagine what that's going to feel like. They imagine the noise of the crowd and they imagine everybody and everything around them in huge levels of detail. And this process of visualization has been around for a very, very, very long time. So we're going to use this power of visualization to help you imagine what it's going to be like when you have your goal around money. Now, if you haven't yet had an opportunity to have a think about what your goal would be around money, then it would be really useful to pause the podcast and have a think about that. Maybe go for a walk and have a think about what would success around money or a successful money mindset mean for you and do it in that level of detail that I discussed earlier in the podcast. But if you have an idea as to um, what that goal might be, um, then I invite you to do this exercise. As before, we're going to be closing our eyes. So if it's not safe to do so, please stop the audio, stop the podcast um, and come back at a later time when it is safe. So if you're operating machinery, driving cars or any such thing uh, where you might be putting yourself or others at risk by closing your eyes, then please refrain from doing it. But assuming that you are safe and that you are ready to do this visualization exercise, then I invite you to go ahead and close your eyes. Now when you think about your goal around money, do you have a picture? I'm going to assume that you have. And if not, we're going to create one. Start by having a think about what is the amount of money each week, month or year, which you want to have. And let's start to mentally rehearse having that amount of money. It might be that you want to, as a as a business owner, see £20,000 income in the bank each month. It might be imagining your payslip as you open it at the end of the month and seeing an amount on that payslip. It could be you visualising a couple of invoices or one maybe with an amount of money on it. Just start to imagine what you will see here and feel and what will be going on for you if you're able to achieve this financial goal? What kind of lifestyle would that type of money be and will enable you to have? Imagine yourself like a river, your thoughts and your feelings all geared up your actions to behind achieving this financial goal. Perhaps don't just visualize it as one moment in time, but almost imagine it like a movie scene. Whatever works for you is absolutely fine. What are you seeing in that picture or movie? What are you hearing? What's going on around you? What's that internal dialogue in your head telling you when you are achieving this financial goal? What are the sounds that are around you? How are others interacting with you? What feeling do you have in your body when you think about this financial goal? Where in your body do you feel it? Notice what it feels like when you imagine having already achieved this financial goal. Immerse yourself into that experience. Looking through our own eyes. Look around you. What can you see and what can you hear? If you achieve and assuming that you are imagining this and having already achieved this goal, which is what I want you to do, what does it mean to you personally to have achieved this goal, this financial goal? What's the impact on you, your lifestyle? What about those around you, your family, your colleagues? What impact does it have in relation to you and them in this scenario? What does achieving this financial goal mean for you? In relation to others, what will it enable you to do? See it as if it's real through your own eyes. See it as if you're acting it out right now. What are you seeing? What are you hearing? What are you feeling? what's going on for you in that moment? And I want you to take one last look around and listen and feel all of those things. And really start to think about the possibilities for you. And as you're seeing and hearing and feeling all these things, I wonder if you could pick what we call in NLP an anchor. Maybe the sound of a hawk or the sound of a laugh or maybe just touch your little finger and thumb together just to anchor this feeling for yourself. I want this visualization to be something that's so strong that it is going to pull you in the direction that I know you want to go in. And when you're ready, I'd like you to open your eyes. Now, I know some of you, having now opened your eyes, will be sat there thinking, oh, but Laura, that was so much to think about. And oh, my goodness, I didn't think about half the things you said. Well, the great thing about podcasts is you can rewind and you can listen to this as many times as you like until you have seen that visualization in its minute detail. And you really, it's really important with these types of visualizations that you see it through your own eyes, that you are in it, you're experiencing experiencing it and you're creating um, this scenario, if you like, of you having already achieved it. Your unconscious mind always needs something to chase. And so it's no good sitting here today going, well, that's what I want in the future. We have to put you in the future. We have to get you imagining that future. And then I think that's going to help. I would be hugely curious to know if that exercise makes a difference. Please, leave me a comment or drop us an email at info at unleashyourpotential.org.uk and let us know. I'm always fascinated to hear how our episodes impact our listeners all the way around the world. As I said earlier, if you're serious about sorting out your money mindset and you're interested in doing an NLP practitioner course, then again, feel free to email us info at unleashyourpotential.org.uk. We'd love to hear from you um, and to discuss whether or not we can help you. I'm absolutely delighted to tell you that in the last month, we have had bookings to come to the UK to train with me from a lady in Australia and Egypt. So even though you may be an international listener of our podcast, I just want you to know people genuinely are traveling all over the world now to come and hear me talk about NLP and to do their training with me. And I can't wait to train both of these lovely ladies when they fly over to train with me next year. As always, I hope you really enjoyed this episode and got a huge amount out of it. I have absolutely enjoyed doing it for you. I genuinely hope that there are some golden nuggets in this episode to help you overcome your money blocks and to start to make positive impacts in your life when it comes to your money mindset. I wish you well and I will hit see you. No, hear you. No, not even that. I'll speak to you. That's better, Laura, um, on the next episode. And until then, take care and I'll speak to you really soon.